I want to be totally honest with you today. I don't much like many of the stories in ancient scripture. There, I've said it. But they do endure, don't they? And you good people of faith must listen to them. Tales of tribal warriors, judges and kings behaving very badly just because they can. But these are tales of an evolving humanity and of an emerging faith lived out by perfectly imperfect people, oftentimes barbaric and violent. But knowing your history is essential, especially the dark underbelly of it. Otherwise, lessons not yet learned will persist, and they will haunt you. Context is everything. tell you that biblical stories are not spectator sports. They, they want you to participate. They want you to walk with them, in them, and feel the dirt between your toes. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, these are just old, dusty stories that have nothing to do with you and your 21st century lives. And today, you have heard part My name is Ruth, and in the ancient Hebrew scriptures, you'll find me somewhere in the pages between Joshua and Samuel, and there are some kings there in the mix. But my story sits very quietly as a testament not to history, but to the enduring reality of her story. If history boasts of powerful conquests that have shaped our cultures, then her story bears witness to the interior reckonings that have shaped our souls. Did you know that I am the great-grandmother of King David? Everybody knows who he was. And I am, therefore, an ancestral mother of Jesus. Context is everything. Growing up, Jesus heard my story many times. 
and he was thoroughly inspired by it. Because my story is about power, but not the power of, of might and domination, no. My story is about the power of love, radical love. So let's get to it. Events turned quickly grim after the beginning of the book of Ruth. Things do look up at the end, but I'm not going to talk about the, uh, the night that I spent on the threshing room floor with Boaz. If you're not familiar with my story, you may want to look it up. It gets pretty juicy by the end. But today, today I want to tell you about a tiny moment so easy to miss, an invisible interior reckoning that indeed shaped my soul. It came on the journey that we all must take, but the one we desperately want to avoid. I'm talking about the journey through loss and grief, despair, instability, and chaos, all triggered by unwanted change, demanding risk and trust in nothing more than the air you breathe in and the air you breathe out, in and out that journey. My world was violent, very, filled with suspicion, hatred, and fear. Sometimes things never seem to change. As you heard earlier, my first husband's family did flee their homeland because of famine. They faced the desert to the east. They had to walk all the way around the Dead Sea before they could cross the River Jordan. And then they reached the lush and fertile plateau of Moab, my homeland. They were fleeing for their lives. They were hungry. They were exhausted without security or sustenance. And on top of that, Moab was enemy territory for them, for these refugees. But as a young girl, this turn of events ignited my own radical nature. And it was at first an act of radical innocence because I befriended these strangers. I befriended them. And then, well, I fell in love with one of them. It was a, a sweet kind of love. Of course, un, until then, I, I, I had always been a, an obedient child. I'd always been a good girl. But love has no geography, and it cares nothing for tribal boundaries. 
In the beginning, my love was a quiet revolution. In the beginning, until my father found out about it. He is of the tribe of Judah. He bellowed at me. Look at the shape of his nose. Look at the way he eats. He is not one of us. His people are not your people. But it was my mother who spoke the boldest words I had ever heard. She said, love has no homeland except that of the heart. She said these words trembling, for my father was a frightening man. But then she looked my father in the eyes and she said, and we may not always see it, but love is stronger than hate. That ended the discussion. You must tell yourself this today. You must say this over and over and over and over again. Even if you don't see it, even if you don't believe it, you must say it until you do. Love is stronger than hate. And so, Malin of Judea was married to Ruth of Moab. Love unites enemies, and friends become family with in-laws to endure. Some of you know exactly what I mean. Hmm. I never knew my father-in-law, but my mother-in-law was Naomi, and she was a force to be reckoned with. Oh, she scared me to death, and I was drawn to her strength. <laughs> but I... Family began to unravel. My husband and his brother, who had married my sister, were struck down by death. Gone. And now, in my world, as women without any men to legitimize our existence, we were cast out. We became invisible. Nail solable. Orpah was silent. I was angry. How dare the gods play such cruel tricks on us, on our lives? Oh, they care nothing for us. We are expendable to them. But I'd heard Naomi speak of her god. And Naomi's god seemed quite different, and I longed to know this God. In the evening, I would search the night sky for this God, this God uttered only by breath. Yahweh. 
this God seemed so vast, and yet, all at the same time, intimate, as close to us as our own breath. How could this be? And where do I go to find this God? We were clinging. We were clinging to a tiny raft tossed about in bottomless waters, struggling to stay afloat. Perhaps you have been in such a place, barely holding on, not knowing which way to go, unable to stir, unable to move, helpless to the forces beyond your control and feeling so very, very far away from home. Significant loss of any kind is a storm like no other. You cannot avoid it. You cannot go around it. You can only go through it. But then, if circumstances were not bad enough, Naomi announces to us that she will go back to Judea. Back to Bethlehem. What little family I had left was disintegrating now before my eyes. And the storm rages. What am I to do now? I have no future there. What is Bethlehem to me? And Judea is enemy territory. Now Orpah, my sister, and I become strangers in a strange land, unwanted and unwelcomed. Stubborn woman that she is, Naomi sets out for Judea, and we follow. Orpah and Ruth follow, leaving everything we have ever known behind. There are souls all around you today, no different, no less desperate, all of us searching for a home when the only home we've ever known has disintegrated. Step by step, we bear the weight of such a great emptiness. We wander in the wilderness, searching against all odds. Just a sliver of a chance for a better life. At night, the stars are my constant companions, but I cannot comprehend their song. And the day brings no relief. Every day a little death. Suddenly, suddenly, Naomi then stops in her tracks. She turns to us and shows that she will go on to Bethlehem alone. We must return to Moab. Go back, she says. Her bitterness frightens me. We plead with her, but she will not listen, stubborn woman. And Orpah obeys. My heart is shredding, and Orpah obeys. It is the reasonable thing to do. 
but I cannot. I cannot move. Something inside of me is shifting. Something is calling me to something I do not know, and I cannot turn back. Why? Gentle Ruth, kind Ruth, loving Ruth, accommodating Ruth. Why can I not do this now? Why can I not walk away? Why can I not go back home? Because I am home. I am home. Now, this, this is the moment the ancient scribes do not explain because they could not see it. This is the invisible, barely perceptible, profoundly significant instant that changes everything. When suddenly logic, reason, and that which makes perfect, unquestionable sense is not the thing to do. I am home. I am home. Naomi, I say to her, my heart pounding, I will not return. I will not go back. Naomi, home is not a country. Home is not a tribe. I am home, right here, right now, at this moment. I am home. And my home is with you. I have no other. Her eyes peer at me. They become narrow slits. Naomi, my voice stronger now. Naomi, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. We will be home for each other. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. I hadn't planned on saying that. I hadn't planned anything. I could not see the future, but I dared not live in the past. My words were not an act of will or reason or intellect. But at once I did, I did know then the song the stars did sing. And it was carried on my own breath. Yeah. Home. Naomi does not smile. She does not speak. Silence. She is unchanged. She turns and takes another step toward Bethlehem. And I follow Naomi and Ruth now walk into an unknowable future. Do not underestimate the power of a soul finding herself. 
and the power of two souls who just happened to be women helped to shape your spiritual lineage. And that, as they say, is history. More to the point, that is her story. This is what I have learned. Life is not measured by years, but by the events that shape it. Love, loss, change, risk, renewal. And these are the events that shape the soul. These are the moments full to the brim with joy and pain, which is the meaning of abundant life, by the way. And we are called to live all of it, to feel all of it, especially when the heart is breaking and especially when nothing makes sense. Jesus talked about abundant life, now didn't he? Yes, I would say that he was boldly inspired by my story. He also said to offer the other cheek. Oh, unheard of in my world. He also said to love your enemy and to welcome the stranger. Oh, wonderful, radical boy that he was. And he said to love your neighbor as yourself. How is that going? I know. These are the hardest things we'll ever do. And we must remember that every day, in order to do these things, every day must be a little death of letting go, of letting go of anything and everything that stands in the way of love. It does help to remember that home is your North Star. Home, where we cease from wandering as strangers in a strange land, be it a country or the landscape of the soul. Home, be it family by blood or belonging by choice. Chart the territory well. Learn to walk in the dark, for each step is a mystery unfolding right here, right now. And this is how you do it. One step at a time. 